Welcome to the Find Creative Expression Podcast, conversations about art and creativity. I'm your host, Sarah Crawford, author, musician, and playwright. You can find the show notes and other information at findcreativeexpression.com. And let's get going. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Find Creative Expression Podcast. Coming up a little bit later, I'm going to have an interview with my good friend, musician and artist, Lulu Wood. We always have a blast when we talk to each other, so I'm super excited about that. So what's going on with me? Um, This past weekend, I participated in the AuthorTube virtual writing retreat that is you know a group of us writers on youtube we're called author tubers and that was a lot of fun there was a lot of really great content i'm still uh watching some of it i didn't get to watch everything live i participated in a panel about traditional publishing and then a different panel about self-publishing. So that was kind of interesting. And then I had a workshop on my channel that was all about social media for authors. So you can go check that out if you are interested. As far as with my actual writing, I've had a really busy week at the day job. Of course, it's only Tuesday. As I record this, there's just been a lot of stuff that I've had to do. It's been really busy. So, you know, this morning I did not have the energy to get up early and write. And then by the end of the day, you know, I was in Zoom meetings from, I mean, almost nonstop from like noon until 5.30 So by the end of that, I just, I didn't have any energy whatsoever. And I felt kind of bad about that. And then where I am with my novel that I'm working on right now, which is the sequel to my vampire novel, I've kind of gotten to this point in the story where I'm a little bit stalled out, don't exactly know what's going to happen. I mean, I, I have a vague idea of the ending, but I'm not entirely sure how to get there. So I really need to sit down maybe this weekend and really kind of plot the rest of it out. I mean, I, I'm kind of a plot as you go type of person. So I mean, I'm not really a plotter. I'm much more of a pantser, which means I fly by the seat of my pants and I, um, you know, kind of discover the story as I'm writing it, a a lot of it. But, you know, throughout the writing process, I will kind of outline the next few chapters or, you know, make a reverse outline of everything that's happened so far. So I do use outlines in that way. But, you know, I was sitting here, I was kind of beating myself up because... I just have not had the energy to write that much this week. I mean, it's only Tuesday. But yesterday, I only wrote like 400 words. And then today, I didn't write anything. So, you know, I was kind of 
beating myself up about that. And that got me thinking, I give people advice all the time, like other writers and, you know, other creative people that I do not follow myself. (laughs) You know, I'm constantly saying things like, oh, every writer, you know, has their own pace or like cut yourself some slack. And then when I try to do that, it's I I kind of beat myself up about it. So I'm going to try not to do that. I've also been feeling a lot of anxiety about my Patreon. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Patreon is a website where people can support artists and, you know, creators of podcasts and other content for, you know, as, as little as a dollar a month. But the idea is, you know, if you get a lot of patrons and they all do a dollar a month, then, you know, that could add up. Amanda Palmer is somebody who has really had success with Patreon. Myself, I have donated to a lot of my favorite artists and podcasts on Patreon. So I started a Patreon um, maybe in like April of last year, but then... You know, I never had any patrons, so I shut it down, uh, and then I revamped it when I started this podcast, because, you know, most podcasts have a Patreon. You know, all, all this content that I'm constantly creating, I mean, it does take a lot of time, and sometimes a little bit of money, so I started a Patreon, you know, where people could support the content if they wanted to and I have a patron which I am immensely grateful for but you know there's that anxiety that comes with even asking people for anything you know Amanda Palmer um she has a book called The Art of Asking where you know she talks all about you know artists basically asking people to support them So, you know, I'm trying to think of the Patreon as a sort of virtual tip jar, but it still gives me a lot of anxiety to basically ask people to help support me, which is yet another area where I would give someone else the advice of like, oh, that's, you know, that's really great that you're putting your hat out and asking for help, but I can't take my own advice. So I don't really have any solutions for all of this today. I just kind of thought I would tell you where I am and what's going on with me as a creative person. All right, well, that's enough of that. Let's go ahead and get into the interview. everyone. I am here today with Lulu Wood. Uh, Lulu is a musician and an artist living in Seattle, Washington. She has a BFA in mixed media and sculpture with a minor in art history from Western Washington University. By day, she works as a grant analyst at the University of Washington, and she is a singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and artist. Welcome, Lulu. Oh, hello. Thanks for having me. 
(laughs) (laughs) And we tend to just laugh for no reason. So, um, you know, expect some of that. Yeah, be prepared for that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, It's true. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, when did you start painting and creating art? Um, how did and how did you fall in love with it? Uh, that's a good question. I've been I've been like an artist since I was very little. I can remember uh, <laughs> my my first sensation ever was like this um, paper mache tiger fish that I made my mom, and she like hung it up in her office, and people like talked about it at the advertising company like every day. And it became like this famous thing. Um, and like even people I met like years later would mention this paper mache tiger fish to me. They'd be like, Hey, you're the one who made that thing. It was pretty great. <laughs> that is awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I've been making art since I was little. Um, I think, uh, one of the big kind of motivators for making art was that, um, I had like some anger issues when I was younger. And my mom, she had like this great advice to like hate my feelings. Um, and you know, it's like, I'm still doing that today. I'm still like painting my feelings out. Right. Um, and like, you know, using art as like this emotional outlet. Well, I mean, it must have yeah. worked because you're like the least angry person I know. <laughs> it really does. I mean, yeah, making art and music is kind of like, these very therapeutic um, things I, you know, I feel like I'm kind of blessed in having those sort of ways to express myself, you know, because it's like, you know, you know how it is. It's like art's always there for you. Yeah, yeah, Um, exactly. So speaking of music, uh, (laughs) when did you start playing music and writing songs and how did you fall in love with that? Uh, Let's see. I I mean, I've been playing, I played clarinet and sax in middle school and high school. Like, so I've been playing, you know, instruments since like sixth grade, you know, or like the recorder. Like everyone plays the recorder. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Hot cross buns. <laughs> <laughs> I was really good at that. I was really good at that. <laughs> and if I ever find a recorder, I will totally just whip out some hot cross buns for you. It's just like <laughs> natural. <laughs> I feel like we could do, like, um, a remix. It would be really cool. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. If it was, like, a remix and then we had some accordion in there as well. Yes. Yes, I'm, I'm getting where this is going. Yeah, yeah I feel like this uh, is a good idea. It's true, it's true. I've, uh, I'm mostly self-taught. I've um, been playing the piano since I was 15. And that's because I got it as like a, like a birthday present. Um, and I've been composing songs ever since then. Like even the first song that I ever wrote for the piano, I still play a variation of it to this day. It's like one of my favorite things, you know, like oh, I love, wow. I love that song so much. And it's like, and it's changed with me, you know what I mean? Like, but it's kind of, I mean, like I do play a bunch of instruments. So I've right, kind which, of um... which goes into my next question. <laughs> you play I mean you play 11 different instruments including mm-hmm. the piano, accordion, banjo, ukulele, and the clarinet. Uh so what's your favorite instrument to play? 
Oh, oh, you've never heard this one before? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think we've ever, like, really discussed what your favorite instrument is to play. Okay. All right. I have, I have this thing that I tell everybody. Um, and it's that the piano is my first love, but the accordion is my main squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. I figured you were going to yeah. say accordion. Yeah. I mean, the, the piano and I, I feel like I can just like sit down at the piano and just like make shit up on the fly. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really have to think about it that much. Right. Um, accordion, there's a lot more composition that has to take place, you know, before I can just like start making stuff up. Right. The accordion, yeah. I feel like is not a very just like play it organically kind of instrument. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can, you know what I mean, but right. but it's still it can sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> but then I remember, you know, one time we were walking through like the park somewhere in Seattle, oh, and yeah. you you oh, were just playing, right. like improvising. It was great. <laughs> oh, I know. I had the little baby accordion. That I little, know. Like, it was concertina. great. <laughs> yeah, that was the arboretum. I remember, and you have a video of that, and it's just us I laughing. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's very uh, very us, you know. It really is. It's just like us laughing and me playing accordion. You know, you know how we do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you have a day job as a grant analyst. Um, how do you balance your art and creativity with your day job? Well, um, I mean, I feel like I'm very lucky that I've been able to work from home during these trying times. So it's made it a lot easier for me to kind of incorporate music and art making into my daily life. Like I right. can just take a break and go sit down at the keyboard and sing a couple songs. And like, like that's something I do, you know, once or twice a day. It's like this, it's become like sort of like a routine, you know what I mean? Right, right. Or it's like, or like, there's always some sort of art project that's happening that I can see, and I'm like always thinking about it. So I feel like that's kind of been interesting to be able to work and then also play music. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, yeah. you know, because I've been working from home this whole time too, and I've found, yeah, just, I mean, just the time you save in commuting. <laughs> is enough to like put more more art into into your life you know yeah yeah and you started i mean you started playing a whole you started playing music again i and, did and you did that living room show and that was so cool yeah and i don't i don't know making... that i would have started playing music again had it not been you know for this time you know and and the pandemic mm -hmm. really yeah, that we were kind of um, inspiring each other to start making music again. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you've you've definitely been a big inspiration for me. Um you too. Oh, so so how how has or, or has your day job, you know, helped you to be more creative in any way? Like like does it help you to, you know, take breaks and sit down at the keyboard? Do you feel like more creative? So I mean, one of the reasons why I did take this sort of grant management job was because I eventually want to get more experience with grant writing. The end goal is to be able to write grants for myself and for my friends 
who have creative projects that need funding. And that's, that's sort of like how I've incorporated my day job into like, you know, something for my artistic self as well. That makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome being able to just like go play piano whenever I want. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is definitely a good thing. Yeah, when I when I was working at the office, I used to like take little journal breaks, you know, <laughs> like just go sit mm-hmm. in the break room and write in my journal for like 10 minutes. And now like, you know, I can just pick up the guitar for 10 minutes <laughs> or, you know, still wearing my journal, but on my couch. Like, it's good. Uh, so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you studied mixed media and sculpture at Western Washington University. Uh, have you done any installation art since you graduated? Uh, well, I haven't worked on any of my own art installations. I've uh, worked on other artists, like help them build things, right. um, which is like gaining experience too in the whole like, you know, how to make art installations. I am working or I guess pre-COVID, you know, pre-pandemic, I was working on this collaboration project with my friend Alex and um they have like this uh lights festival that happens it used to happen like every other month um in a park in Seattle called Volunteer and the the light festival is called Lezo and it's like you can kind of like ask for money for projects if you have a good enough idea and then they have like 20 or 30 different light sculptures that go up on like a weekend and it's super cool but we wanted to do like a large public interactive kind of installation that incorporated light and movement right, and music. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's going it, I mean it's going to be kind of it's like hard to think about but then I feel like I'm getting closer to kind of figuring out like the electronic aspect of it because it's going to be like sensors on the ground and then there'll be like this large projector up and then basically when people are like walking over the sensors there'll be some sort of image or sound that will be created right. um so there'll be like like a like a you know some sort of movement on the projector followed with like some sound and so like you can you know it'll be like random and people will hopefully notice it when they're walking by <laughs> <laughs> but it's about right. you know creating like these visual soundscapes is what we're called. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah I you know yeah. I I didn't really think about this, but really installation art is is kind of you know something that has had to be put on pause as well as like theater and live music and and any kind mm-hmm. of art that like requires people to gather in any sort of way you know it's true i missed it i miss it so much miss like going to art functions <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. live music yeah i i miss live music i really really miss live music <laughs> okay so Speaking of music, you often busk with your accordion and you were even a professional mm-hmm. busker in the Pike Street Market in Seattle. So what was or what is the experience of being a busker like? <laughs> um, well, the experience of being a busker, I mean, I think it's different for everybody. Um, I love busking. Um, there's something about that, like, pure 
kind of like unique thing that comes from playing music for strangers, you know, and having them, you know, you can see the expressions on their face. Like they have no reason to lie to you. (laughs) (laughs) And so when they're like happy and they're like dancing and they're like really into the things that you're making, it's like this very joyfulness that's addicting. You know what I mean? It's like, right. I want to, I want to have those interactions with people. I love that sort of, you know, um, creating a joy, creating happiness and like spreading it. Right. And I feel like busking gave me a lot of confidence in my own performance and songwriting skills. It's like, okay, you know, I do have songs that people want to hear and that they're really into, you know, and that kind of makes you want to keep doing it. Right. <laughs> Do, do you do you find it difficult to kind of like put out a, a hat or you know ask like pretty much ask for tips like that I mean any I've I've tried to busk like once <laughs> and that if that was like really uncomfortable for me to like pretty much be like asking people to give me money which I don't I mean mm-hmm. which when it's reversed like I'm happy to give people money who are playing music on the street you know so uh, I was wondering yeah. you know if you had kind of the same experience of you know, having difficulty with that. You know, I thought I was going to have difficulty with it, but then when I got my first dollar, it like changed me. I was like, oh. (laughs) 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 I was like all about it then. I was like, yeah, you're going to pay me for my songs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But the one thing that I would get upset about about busking is people would take photos of me and then not tip me, you know? And I was like, hey, like I... I was looking cute, playing accordion, you know, they sh- and they're going to take a photo. Then I would like to get paid for that. You know what I mean? Right. It's like right. you're paying for the experience. <laughs> 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 um, but like, you know, one of my favorite things about busking and that kind of like money exchange is like single dads with kids, right? Right. Are my biggest money makers because... It's like once you have one kid dancing, you'll have like 10 kids dancing and then they all think it's so cute to give them money to put into the hat. It's like perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So you just like like, learn a lot of kids songs and like start playing like the itsy bitsy spider and... (laughs) Uh, I can, I can do this with the spider and, um, I know like some lullaby songs, but mostly they're into my polka songs. The ones that are like dancing, oh, like yeah. they want to dance. Like it's like a dance party <laughs> <laughs> with a bunch of kids. They're like about it. Yeah. I miss that. That's like one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah. I, that is like, you know, so, something cool about Seattle the you know the pike street market is just it's a great place for musicians or you know artists to to busk or to share their art yeah like i feel like we don't really have that here in atlanta i mean we have little five points which like there mm-hmm. are some people doing that but it's you know it's not it's not really the same <laughs> Yeah, that is, I mean, I guess like Decatur is maybe a little bit, there's people playing music in the square or whatever. I know what you mean, though. That was, I mean, the market is very unique to Seattle, and I feel like it was kind of the first place that I felt like I belonged, where I like found community. Mm-hmm. 
um, and people that were, you know, I was inspired to bust because other people were doing it that I was like, you know, they were like my mentors, basically. I was like, oh, my God, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and you're out here playing music for free? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just like that. Just, well, that, that mm-hmm. kind of leads into my next question. Um so, you know, you're friends with a lot of artists and creative people in Seattle and, you know, all over the country, really. But how important is it for you to be in an artistic community? It's very important. I've I definitely worked very hard to find my, you know, tribe in Seattle and kind of um, expand my community out and supporting local artists and then you know, having my friends meet each other and then collaborate on projects like that's like so cool when that happened. Right. Um, yeah. That's like, you know, I feel like I've kind of lived in the dream with that sense where I have like, you know, all these artistic friends and musicians and we're all like making art and trying to support each other. <laughs> right. Yeah. How many yeah. accordion players do you know? I feel like you know a lot of accordion players. <laughs> Uh, you mean like in Seattle or like ever? That's, that's a lot. <laughs> just, just, just in Seattle. How many? How many do you know? I'm gonna say probably twenty, maybe twenty five. You know, twenty five accordion players in Seattle. Yeah, I didn't. Yes. I, I wouldn't even think there were twenty five accordion players in Seattle. You know, it's it's very yeah, it's kind of interesting. Well, also because you you know playing accordion on the street, other accordion players will approach you, right? They'll be like, "You're playing accordion. I play accordion." And then we have like a moment, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm really good at making friends like on the street corner. That's like one of my skills. <laughs> oh yeah, because I mean, you yeah. you'll just like talk to anybody. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it is definitely a skill that I have. I can just look, kind of you know make friends with just about anyone. But you know, we do kind of stick together. The accordionist. I like. I made. Um. I put together. Or sorry. I helped put together this accordion fest where we had like people from California and from Canada come down and play, and it was a fantastic house show. So it's just you know, when we when we need to get together, accordions come through. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I I remember going to like a party at your house like like four years ago when i was in seattle and there were multiple accordion players at the party uh, which i thought was really cool yeah there was at least six at the party (laughs) (laughs) you guys must just all stick together i guess um yeah well like whenever we see somebody new we're like have you seen that one who's that the new accordion player (laughs) Like you have like a secret database. Oh, well, yeah, you know, I guess a punk database of accordionists, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, oh, you, yeah. We all, we all travel the farmer market. Right, right. (laughs) We're all, we're all in the markets. That's how we've been, that's how we do. (laughs) Awesome. So, uh, what are you working on right now? Oh, um, well, I've written, see four new songs uh, in the past couple months and then um and i have a couple of those up on my band camp 
And then I've also been reworking old projects and finishing them. That's been kind of the theme for 2020 is to like get stuff done. So one of the things that I did recently was this collage that was like a bunch of like old projects that were like pieces of it. And I put it together and it was like the first piece of art I've made just for me. I've been going through like this make and then giveaway kind of phase where right. I've just been giving my art away. So it's been that was really awesome to like make this kind of multimedia piece. I really like that. And then I'm doing these uh, watercolor galaxies and nebulas with metallic paint on black paper. And that's my next big series that I'm doing. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was supposed to have an art show in October, but that's not going to happen. Oh. <laughs> I feel like there's a way they could do art shows, like, and you know, and just have like one person in the gallery, like at a time or something. I, I don't know. I feel like there's a way you could do that. Yeah. Social distancing. Can you imagine if, like, how hip it would be if you had to like have a line to get into an art gallery? Like, oh, oh yeah, so that, would, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, mo- most of the time. As an artist of any kind, you're like, hey, you know, people pay attention to my work. <laughs> and <laughs> so it would be yeah, nice if, people... you know, there's a line, like, uh, people walk by and they're like, oh, you know, they must be important. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Should I, get, should I get in that line? <laughs> <laughs> um, but hopefully in 2021, I'll be able to have this art show where I'm going to be showcasing all these watercolor paintings that I'm doing. Right. So right. Those, are, those are the new, the new things, new projects. Cool. Awesome. Um, so what books or TV shows, movies, music, etc. are you really into right now? Ooh. So artist, I'm going to say um, Emily Carr. I went to Vancouver with Christopher back in February and we saw her exhibit at the Vancouver Art Museum and it was amazing. And I just fell in love with her big tree paintings. And then there's a, another local artist in Seattle named um, Murray Dykite. And he does amazing watercolor paintings. Like, oh, cool. I'm just like in love with it. Yeah. And then music, I'm going to throw out Tom uh, Rosenthal has saved my life this year. (laughs) (laughs) He's so happy and amazing. And I just love his music. And then I'm reading your book, Time After Time. What? Which I love reading. I just one reason why I love reading your books is because it's like I'm like I'm in your head for a period of time, or you're in my head. I don't know. It's like weird. Like the way you write, I'm like, oh, I miss Sarah. (laughs) Right. I I was listening to like some. It was like a podcast. I don't remember what it was, but they were talking about how writers like people that read our books kind of know us better than, you know, people that are close to us mm-hmm. in a way because they, they've seen inside of our heads, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like a whole... I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Um, <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh no! We reached that part. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just laughing. Um, <laughs> oh. uh, so I've got yeah. kind of a big question coming up. Oh um, no! Yeah, no, it's it's good though. Um, so why why do you think art is important? Let's see. Well, art is life, right? Like everything is art, right? And how could it not be important? Because it's in everything. Um, I guess there's like this, it's important because of how it connects us to ourselves and to others and like, you know, multitudes of ways and kind of like makes you like think differently about the world and opens, I don't know, it's like you, it's like you can see possibilities that weren't there before. Right. There's, there's no limit with art. Right. And, and that's it, why it's so important. I mean, it really gives you an understanding of other people's perspectives, I think. I mean, yeah. not that I'm supposed to be answering my own question, but. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's true. It's like it's it's kind of about the illustrating or being a part of like the human experience and, you know, all the wonder of it and the whimsy and the destruction and the horror and, you know, like everything that connects us so deep is like a part of art. That's the stuff that we love. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously I think art is important because I have a whole podcast about it. Um. <laughs> that, and we've been doing it for thousands of years. Like it's a part of being a human is making art. Exactly. So, uh, where can people find you and your work? Well, I have a band camp and it's luluwood.bandcamp.com. I know. I'm so excited that you have a band camp now. <laughs> I know. I just, I got it. I like, literally just made it for this podcast. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a band camp. <laughs> so That's I have awesome. some songs up there and I'm going to bid some more up there and they're rough demos of things that I've been making recently. And then um, I have an Instagram, and that's at Lulu Bell. That's B or L U L U B E L L E, two thousand twenty-one. I and, can yeah. also link to all these things um, on findcreativeexpression.com. I will also link to the artist uh, and musicians you were talking about, so people can go check those oh, out. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> well that's well that's exciting supporting <laughs> that's all right. the artists yeah go check out the things that i love you're gonna love them too <laughs> <laughs> i agree well yeah thanks thanks for coming in and chatting with me on on the find creative expression podcast um no i it Aww. it was really um helpful for me to chat with you because you're, you're always so positive and so supportive and I, I you know i've been having kind of a not a rough week but like you know i've been kind of struggling with being the balance between having a day job and being a writer and you know mm -hmm. it's it, it's all a little overwhelming at times so it was really good for me to like just kind of you know chat about art for a little bit with my friend lulu <laughs> <laughs> it was it was awesome 
Um, and you're, you're going to get through it. You'll figure it out. There's, you know, there's always that balance of life and art. And sometimes one is more important than the other. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, this was fun. I love talking to you always. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a lot of fun talking to Lulu. I hope you guys found it helpful or inspirational as well. On episode five, I'm going to be talking to author, coach, speaker, songwriter, Brian Perry. He is always a huge inspiration. So you definitely want to check that out. And thanks so much for listening. I will see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening to the Find Creative Expression podcast. Please take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah E. Crawford or YouTube.com slash Sarah Crawford. Also find me on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Sarah Crawford to support the podcast for just a dollar a month. And that's Sarah, S-A-R-A without an H. I hope you've been inspired today and I'll see you in two weeks for the next podcast.